Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome. We're back in the swing of podcasting and, and feeling good. That's right. Yep. I'm ready for this wise episode you're about to give us. <laughs> You've been pulling out while watching your baby, so that's amazing. It's true. Yeah, she was literally like nursing on me while I was writing this last night. <laughs> for any of the moms out there, you're like, yes, we get it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I had like, I was sitting on the couch, had the tray table with my laptop on it. And had her just tucked against me nursing while I just typed over her head. Oh, good, good. So you had like 75% of your brain into this podcast. Yeah. So, okay, good. <laughs> Which only works when she's tired because when she's a, like, if she's awake, she wants my full attention on her. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's like, like a horse or a dog. If you bring out a phone, they know like, oh no, no, that's not, I want you. I want all of you. Yeah. And the baby's like, I want all of you. Yeah. Yeah. She literally, yeah, the before I started typing this episode last night. <laughs> um, she was laying on my lap and she had finished eating. So she was just laying on my lap and I was trying to eat dinner over her head, which yes. is always like an accomplishment. It feels like for any yeah, parent. Don't drop salsa not, in, in her eye or something. Yeah, like know. all parenting is just trying not to drop food on your baby's head. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But she was like, she would like make little like screeching noises and then I would look down at her and she would start smiling. <laughs> and then as soon as I got distracted, she'd start screeching again. Like a little pterodactyl. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it was like every time I was like looking at my food instead of at her, she would mm-hmm. screech mm-hmm. and then I would look at her again and then she'd be like all excited. Yeah. I was like, you just want my full attention. Listen, I have to look at what I'm eating. At some point I have yes. to take my eyes off of yes. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> or it'll fall onto you. Yes. I can't give you my everything. I've yeah. given you almost my everything. <laughs> Give me as much as I can. <laughs> oh boy. And she's only like, Joel, she's three months tomorrow. So I was like, man, oh, it, it starts flies. early. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> like, oh, already you're demanding my full attention. I cannot look anywhere else or you're yes. getting upset. Yeah, and yeah. for anyone who watches our videos, you'll notice that now Eleni is rocking the mom do, which means hair up. She no longer has time to curl it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because Noah grabs onto anything with that's, her hands, that's true. including my hair. Yep, she got a handful of my hair this morning. Every yep. time Auntie Kay comes over yep. to visit before a podcast, I'm prying yep. Kay's hair out yep. of her hands for the next like two days. Yep. Like You're I just find some blonde, it. Some long blonde hair. There you go. <laughs> like yep. I know that's not my hair. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so literally if I have my hair down, even for like just first thing in the morning, like yeah. as soon as she wakes up, it's the first thing she grabs onto. So I will be some version yes. of Attila the Hun for the next like yes, probably yes. 18 years of yes, my life. Yeah, that's right, that's so right. I've started rocking the like bandanas and headbands because I'm like, God, it's just boring just to have my hair up all the time. So. And it looks very stylish and then Thank on you. purpose. So yes. good job. Thank you. Good job. Mom hack. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll dive into this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your flu season survival guide. Hey, that is upon us. And even when school started, everyone started getting sick. So we yes, do need this. Because kids are like cesspools. Yes. Of the germs. Yes, it's germ swapping. Yes. Licking hands and touching faces. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're back in the school year and we're heading into the winter, and especially in states and countries where we have like snow and we don't mm-hmm. go outside. Actually, most countries, I think, you go outside at some point. The United States kind of holds up, but yeah, we do. We have awesome TV shows and, <laughs> and, and order your food in. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. But we still should be getting outside every day. But most of us are not through the winter, and so the lack of fresh air, the lack of sunshine, um, mm-hmm. increased social contact through school, and mm-hmm. then the stress of the holidays. It's just naturally we get sick more often yeah that's true Mm -hmm. so this is our flu season survival guide so i'll give us some tips on um stocking your pantry to prepare smart for flu season and then some prevention tips love Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so obviously staying if you want to stay healthy through the flu season you need to be healthy right so it requires you to have good nutrition and good dietary choices yeah 
Lots of outdoor time, even through the cold in the winter. Yeah, you can do it. You just Bundle have to up. layer up. Yep. Uh huh. Get out there. Daily movement, getting enough rest and sleep, maintaining social connection. Yes, which is hard. I think mm-hmm. in the like winter states, we do just naturally want to hibernate, right? Because we're all depressed, and so we don't want to see each other. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want you to see me depressed. Right. So then I just hide, or with my like winter coat of blubber on. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> I added 30 pounds to keep warm for the winter season. But it's actually, you would think, oh, it's cold and flu season. We should stay away from other people. But actually maintaining social connection is one of the things that keeps our immune system well. Mm. And of course, managing stress. So this episode will delve mostly into the nutrition part, but we will also cover a little bit of the other aspects of it, uh, such as the rest and and stress management and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for more info on sleep, which we won't dive into in this episode at all, check out our Sleep Better Tonight podcast. That's our interview with Dr. Brett Racine. And then uh, for more info on movement, which I realized we need to do a, a, a full podcast on movement, but part two of the top five things you can do to be healthier today, that episode addresses movement and what the right amount of movement is. And we'll get a new podcast out just on movement. I love it. I was realizing going through it, I'm like, I know we have podcasts on movement. Where are they? And then I realized it's been quite a while and we only talked about it. As part of others. Oh, mixed it. It needs its own. It was the top five things. And so it wasn't just its own episodes. I think we need its own episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. Coming soon. Coming soon. But for now, we're going to discuss our flu season survival guide. And any survivalist knows that one of the most important things you can do is stock your cabinets. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So here. I stock up. Yeah? I'm a stalker. Are you? Yep. Are you? And ma- mainly beans, though. Oh, beans. Yes, just beans. <laughs> well, I don't know that cans of beans will help you during flu season, but... Oh, that's true. They won't hurt you. Yeah. They no, might they... hurt Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> My house is just smog of smell. Um, I will be so detoxed after all those beans. I'm yes. going to be good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, So here are the essential things you should have your cabinet... Ca- Cabinets, your cabinets, your cabinets <laughs> yeah. stocked with in case you do start to get sick. These are the mm-hmm. things to have on hand. So the number one thing I recommend is a colloidal silver spray for your nose or throat. Ah, I've never heard of this. Go oh, on. okay. Go on. Okay. So colloidal silver products have been used for basically thousands of years for mm-hmm. hygiene and as antimicrobial agents. Ah. Since 1964, colloidal silver, which is essentially a way of extracting it and and processing it anyway colloidal silver has been registered as a biocidal material in the united states and in mexico colloidal silver is commonly used as a disinfectant for water and food for human consumption wow Uh uh-huh sounds expensive it's it's not it's not okay yeah silver in it it's It's like silver particulates (laughs) okay it doesn't take much silver i think to make it okay i like to spray the colloidal silver into, I get the spray bottles, the little glass spray bottles. I spray it into my nose and throat before going into social situations. No. Crowds or parties. Right up there. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever have done an allergy spray or anything like that, it's okay. similar. Okay. Um, I don't really do those things either, but I'm here for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. You, so you just, it's it's meant to spray up your nose. So it's in a bottle that makes it easy. So, and then I also spray it into my throat. So anytime it's flu season or things are going around, I will do that before going into social situations or before traveling, especially if I'm going on an airplane because airplanes are recirculating disgusting air around and I don't feel like any filter helps the person two feet away from me who's like hacking up a lot. That's fair. That's fair. And as an added benefit, research is emerging that shows colloidal silver may have anti-cancer effects as well. Okay, this is on my list now. Yeah. Who knew? So I, I started doing it actually during pregnancy after my first trimester, I got four colds or flus. Yeah. Mm. In a, essentially a 14 week period, which was kind of miserable because mm. your immune system is naturally suppressed during pregnancy. Anyway, after the fourth one, I right. asked my chiropractor. Is there anything I can I do? Something. Because every social situation I go into, I get sick and everyone yeah. else is fine, but they're mm-hmm. all carrying germs and I'm susceptible. So she gave me the colloidal silver spray and it was a game changer. Okay. Now I use it all the time and actually it's safe for infants too. So if I'm worried about taking Noah into a social situation, I can just spray it up her nose too. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll like that. But yeah. She does not. 
Okay, so the second item on the list is zinc lozenges. So you can find these essentially, I find them in Whole Foods grocery stores, but the best brand is the Life Extension Enhanced Zinc Acetate Lozenges. Life Extension Enhanced. So Life Extension is the brand. And then it's the their enhanced zinc acetate lozenges. Uh, zinc is a trace mineral, and there's more than one type of zinc preparation that can go into lozenges. So the zinc acetate in the formula is, is specifically the best formula, and it releases 100% of its zinc as ionic zinc, which are positively charged zinc ions, which is the preferred kind of zinc because... It's specific for enhanced immune support and encourages a strong immune response. So those lozenges are the ones I recommend. Plus, okay, wait, what's a what's a lo- lozenges? Oh, what's like a lasagna? A lo- <laughs> what's a lozenge? <laughs> cool. Good questions. Kay always just keeps I'm me grounded here. Here for the people. Yeah, what is she the- saying? So lozenges, like like a like a anything you would take for like a sore throat or like cough cough drop is a is a type of lozenge got it so those like anything you suck on basically like they're usually kind of in a hard candy form yeah yeah and you suck on them uh these zinc ones have lower sugar i've never found those are always high sugar i've never found any lozenge that is sugar free I'm not a big fan of it. I've looked for them made with just honey. I'm I'm gonna make my own someday. Yes. But when it comes to zinc dollar idea. Zinc preparations, I'm probably not gonna try and make my own of that. True, right? true. You don't want to mess up that ratio. But maybe an elderberry lozenge or something like that. But yeah, yeah I've never found anything that doesn't have sugar in it. These ones yeah, agreed. These life extension ones do have dextrose in them, which is a form of sugar that we've talked about in our sugar episodes. Uh, I have yet to find any that don't have sugar, and this one is the best preparation okay. of zinc. So look for, if you're not buying the Life Extension ones, the thing to look for is the zinc acetate form. Okay. Okay. That so, sounds good. And if anybody does know of a sugar-free, actually sugar-free, and not just replacing it with weird saccharin or something, yeah. Uh, if anybody does know of one, send us a message. Message me on Instagram or include it. There's a Q&A section of the podcast that says, what did you think about this episode? Yeah. Which nobody utilizes except to say mean things. So yes. if you know of a, a nice thing, <laughs> if you know yes. of a sugar-free lozenge, leave it there in the questions. Yes. And your Instagram is the renegade underscore or say yeah the underscore renegade underscore nutritionist yeah that's my instagram so message yep. me because i'm always nice looking things. for things nice yes things. you can be me and it's fine after we i turn delete those yeah after yeah. i turned 30 i kind of stopped caring what people true. thought about very, me very <laughs> but dolly, dolly. we always appreciate feedback it's helpful yeah uh one thing to be careful about when using zinc lozenges is to make sure you're getting enough copper because zinc impedes copper absorption zinc mm. and copper both compete for the same receptors in the body oh. and so they compete for uptake okay how, how do you suppose we get our copper then uh i will give you some tips at the end okay actually okay. yeah good. but if you're taking more than 50 milligrams of supplemental zinc daily for more than four weeks you need at least two milligrams of supplemental copper oh. to reduce the risk of copper deficiency oh. foods that contain copper include dark chocolate spirulina shiitake mushrooms and sesame seeds well i get my dose in dark chocolate so mm-hmm. we're good to go and in a little at the end of the podcast i'll cover that again and i'll give you what the amounts of copper in those are and did okay. you know that iowa soil is basically copper deplete Really? The soil in Iowa is deplete in several minerals. Selenium and copper are some of them that tend to be deplete in our soils. I know this because my goats get copper deficiency and selenium deficiency if I don't supplement them. Wow. And I actually give them herbs. We don't give them straight copper or zinc, but I give them herbs that help their body absorb copper. But because the soil is so copper deficient, things that grow in it are also copper deficient. So wow. even if you're growing your own fruits and vegetables and stuff in Iowa, they tend to be deficient in copper because the wow. is deficient. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Modern yeah. living. Just yeah. interesting fact. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure that's, you know, every state ha- has its own soil deficiencies. If you look at your basic ag extension programs, they'll tell you what your yeah. s- 
state soil is generally depleted in and that's a good guide for you to know what you potentially might be depleted in as well yeah smart if you're buying locally grown food which 90 percent of us aren't but we do so i like to keep an eye on that yeah yeah Okay, the next thing to stock your cabinet with, so we have the colloidal silver spray, the zinc acetate lozenges. The next thing to stock your co- your cabinet with, Covenant. your cabinet with, is a source of vitamins A and D. Mm. And for that, I specifically recommend cod liver oil. My favorite is the Green Pastures fermented cod liver oil. I know that sounds gross. I've talked about it in other episodes. It's not gross. I buy their cinnamon flavor. A yeah. 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 It's good. It's just straight up. I, I keep saying we're going to take a video of Kay taking that cod okay, liver oil. We'll we need the, to do it. On the Insta. On the Insta. Okay. Um, but it's really good. It just tastes like cinnamon. It's just oil. It's two to three mils that I take daily. That mm. has lots of vitamins A, D, and K in it. Other good brands for that are Rosita or Blue Ice. Those are both good brands. I've only bought the Green Pastures, so I can't speak to taste for those ones, Mm. but they're good brands. During the winter, you'll most likely need to supplement with additional vitamin D. Mm. There's lots of vitamin D in cod liver oil. However, if you are in a state that has cloud cover during the winter or you're not getting outside for as long during the winter, you will likely need additional vitamin d supplementation and that's because we produce adequate vitamin d from sunlight exposure and to do that we need complete exposure so no clothes in the way pants nudie pants which isn't really happening in iowa in the winter not with our jobs no (laughs) so complete exposure out there yeah Uh, Complete exposure to sunshine for a minimum of 15 minutes per day every day. If you did that in Iowa, you might lose your genitals and your fingertips. So I don't recommend that. (laughs) We we do not recommend. Do not recommend. Uh, The sun needs to be positioned in the sky so that your shadow is shorter than you and the UV index needs to be above three. So for October, November, December, January, February, and most of March, the UV index in the Midwest is not high enough, Mm. which means we only have the opportunity for adequate sunshine exposure from April to September in Mm. order to produce the vitamin D that we need. Uh, For other northern areas, that window is even shorter. For our listeners in Canada, according to Statistics Canada, 93% of Canadians are deficient in vitamin D, with vitamin D levels below 40 nanograms per mil. 93%. And that's significant because vitamin D levels are associated with specific like prevention of all-cause mortality. So cancer, heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, all of those things that cause issues are all linked to our vitamin D levels. So for 93% of a country's population to be deplete, that's pretty significant. You're right. I always complain about winters in Iowa, and then I think of Minnesota. Now I'm thinking of Canada. Uh Like it gets worse, Kay. Be thankful. Yeah. Uh, If you're one of those lucky ducks in the southern hemisphere with a much higher year-round UV index, (laughs) then, you know, you may not need to supplement extra. For the rest of us, we need to supplement, and I recommend getting roughly 10,000 IU per day of vitamin D during the winter season. So in addition to the cod liver oil, which doesn't typically state how many IUs of vitamin D is in it, because... It's a natural product as opposed to a vitamin D specific supplement where they're, you know, running it through lab testing to measure the vitamin D to make sure that what it says in the bottle is what you're actually getting. So because blue or because cod liver oil is a food product, Mm. it's a lot of work for companies to test every, I mean, every fish every cod that comes in is going to have different levels different sunshine exposure yeah right so that would be really difficult so you can trust that it's a natural source of vitamin d vitamins a and vitamin k it gives you enough for what you need in the warmer months but in the winter months add maybe an additional 5,000 iu of Mm. vitamin d per day You will also need in your pantry a source of omega-3 fatty acids, which if you're taking cod liver oil, checks that box for you too, which is why I recommend it. Two for one. Two for one because those two supplements add up. All your supplements add up if you're taking them all separately. They do. They do. I like cod liver oil for the fact that it's vitamins A and D Mm. and K. Otherwise, you need to take all those things separately. 
and it gives you your omega-3 fatty acids. Other options are fish oil. You can take fish oil capsules or fish oil liquid. You can take algae DHA if you don't eat fish products, or even better, you can just eat straight up fish. Yes. Three times per week of fish, it needs to be the small fatty fish or salmon to get the adequate omega-3 wild caught. So things like mackerel, uh, sardines, anchovies, those are your small oily fatty fish. Those are the types of fish or salmon that you'd need to be eating three times per week Mm. to get adequate omega-3 fatty acids. You also need in your pantry a good source of omega-6 fatty acids, such as Mm. egg yolks or liver. And I know that we've all heard how bad omega-6 fatty acids are. And that's really because the standard American diet has crappy sources of omega-6 fatty acids that are all inflammatory. So we eat things like processed grains and seed oils. Those are inflammatory, and the omega-6s we get from them are inflammatory. However, we actually need omega-6s because our cell walls are composed of omega-6 fatty acids. So if we don't get enough, then we start to have things like skin issues like eczema and atopic dermatitis. So making sure you're getting good sources of omega-6s such as egg yolks or liver is important. You also need a source of vitamin C in your pantry or cabinet. A good source I like is a whole food source, something that provides 200 to 250 milligrams per dose of vitamin C. My favorite is the Perfect Supplements Acerola Cherry Powder. Mm. It's a food-based source of vitamin C. It's literally just acerola cherries, dehydrated, ground up. It's much gentler on the stomach. I've tried other vitamin C products that are a buffered vitamin C or just straight vitamin C, and they always upset my stomach. Mm. And I believe food-based form of vitamin C is is better and more powerful anyway, because the vitamin C is acting in tandem with all of the other antioxidants that are contained Mm. in the food, as opposed to just isolated vitamin C. Mm. So you're getting the power of a lot of antioxidants versus only vitamin C. So I like the acerola cherry powder. The other thing to have in your cabinet is bone broth. Mm. I like to make big batches of bone broth and I freeze jars of it to have on hand all winter long. We are never without bone broth in my house. One of the best broths that I like to make with bone broth for a cold and flu is bone broth, fresh garlic pressed in lime juice, chili oil, and a little salt and pepper to taste. Yeah, It's good. And then just drink that straight. If you have a cold, it feels good. It's good. Yeah. Since being on this podcast now, because of your influence, now I do bone broth. And I like crave it. And I can tell Mm -hmm. my body is like, you just gave me life when I have it. But I've I've been a little out of the um, habit. So it's on my grocery list. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So to make bone broth, it's really easy. We will cook up a whole chicken because we buy whole chickens from a local farmer. So we don't have just cut up pieces. So we'll cook a whole chicken. We'll eat all the meat from it all week. And then we'll take the carcass from it, put it in. We have an instant pot, cover it with water, add a little apple cider vinegar. It helps draw the minerals out of the bones. Mm, Apple cider vinegar. I'll remember this. Add a splash of that. Let it sit for 30 minutes in the water and then turn the instant pot on. We cook it on high pressure for two hours. And then I set the instant pot to slow cook and I let it cook another like 48 hours. So okay, those bones, when you're actually ready to like remove the bones from the bone broth are crumbly and soft. That's how you know it's really good. Okay. I didn't do it as good as you did. I got some broth out of it, but I'm going to try yeah, that. And you don't have that's to. It's amazing. Okay. But that's how we like to do it. Then the other thing you'll want to have stocked in your cabinet is a good quality salt to make a salt rinse mm. to gargle for sore throats. Aha. A salt water rinse really helps if you have a sore throat. I like the Redmond Real Salt brand because it's mined from Utah from an ancient seabed salt deposit. Cool. As opposed to coming from the ocean, current day sea salt is at risk of microplastic contamination because sadly our oceans are filled with plastic. Oh yeah, modern problems. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, speaking of salt, my husband and I went to natural grocers to buy Celtic sea salt. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband, he's been getting it for a while now, and they were out of stock. And we asked the cashier, and she was like, oh, yeah, we're out of stock because it went viral. And we're all out. And even the company 
is out. Like we're back ordered everywhere. What it's, brand was it? Um, is it the Selena Naturally or I don't remember. It's blue. It's uh, the like blue a bag. White yeah, yeah. Or something on. Yeah, it yeah. That's the Selena it. Naturally. Okay. We also buy that one. Okay. Well, apparently that's the thing. And Why did it go viral? Something about the nutrients in that specific sea salt oh. is a better composition of minerals or whatever. Interesting. So, yeah. So now we're like, well, wait, now what kind of salt are we going to get? You know, anyway. Yeah. I'll oh, try the Redmond. to find. Okay. Do Redmond. Okay. Yeah. We also buy the Selena. Uh, the Sel- it's, I think it's Selena naturally. It's a blue bag and it's yep. got the window in it that you can see the salt through. And yes, then it's got it that is. ship. Yes. Yes. Um, I do like that as well. We buy that. I wasn't sure about the microplastic contamination of that product. Mm. However, I know where they harvest it from is less contaminated, which mm-hmm. is why we also buy that brand. Just the last time we went, it was all out. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I guess that's why it went viral. That's so funny. I just alternate between that and the Redmond Real Salt. So those are good brands. Hey there, Renegades. Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. Bulletproof sells high-quality nutritional supplements. And every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective, and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE. R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. So those are the things to have your cabinet stocked with. So I'll go through them one more time. A good quality salt mm-hmm. from last to first we'll go. Good quality salt, bone broth, food sourced vitamin C, a source of omega-6 fatty acids, a source of omega-3 fatty acids, a source of vitamins A and D, zinc lozenges, and colloidal silver spray. Those are Mm -hmm. the things to stock your cabinets with. Okay, it's on my list. Now, of course, at the first sign of illness, there are some things you can do. I think we all know what that feels like to wake up yep. in the morning and you just feel that scratchy throat scratchy like, throat uh-oh. and you're like oh no yeah, or uh-oh. you're out somewhere and all of a sudden you're like oh my throat's kind of starting yep. to hurt your, your glands hurt to run a little yep. bit yep we all know that so if you feel a sneeze if you feel some of that gland swollen gland pain a tickle in your throat or you wake up with that unusual post nasal drip then you might be getting sick and yep. if you want to leverage the immunity cabinet chest that you've built up yes then uh you will want to start at the first sign of illness so don't wait for it to develop into a full-blown cold before you start doing things start right away on the immune protocol so one of the best things you can do right away is rinse with a mouthwash I like the Risewell brand. It's, you know, any mouthwash is antibacterial. I like Risewell because they don't have weird food dyes, Mm -hmm. unnecessary. I don't know who decided mouthwash had to be blue or green, but Mm -hmm. it can be clear. Yes, yes, it still works. (laughs) And the Risewell brand is not made with weird crappy ingredients. So that's a great way just to gargle with that, kind of clean your mouth out, get any bacteria out. That can be pretty effective. Then you'll want to dip into your cabinet, spray your nostrils and your throat with your colloidal silver spray. Even when I have a sore throat, I find that the colloidal silver spray helps it feel a little bit better. And at Mm. night too, if I wake up with it hurting, I'll spray some of that and it helps. Mm. Take a zinc acetate lozenge, Mm -hmm. which again, suck on those. You don't chew them. In order to have the zinc acetate in your mouth for long enough to have an effect, you should suck on it for about 30 minutes. And then with your first meal, which should include protein and fat because it's your first meal of the day and we have many episodes on how important breakfast is. Yes. So not a bowl of cereal and milk. No, 30 grams of protein. 30 grams of protein. Mm -hmm. So whatever that looks like for you, take... 10 to 20,000 IU each of vitamins A and D. Mm-hmm. If you have the cod liver oil, again, you won't know exactly what the IUs are, but I would recommend taking the, the cod liver oil and then supplementing extra D. 
with it. And then if, you know, you don't get sick, you can leave it at that. If you continue to get sick or your symptoms progress, then repeat the colloidal silver spray. You can repeat that up to three times a day. Okay. Repeat the zinc lozenges whenever you have symptoms. But remember, if you're if you're taking a lot of the zinc lozenges and getting more than fifty milligrams, you need to uh, you need to take at least two milligrams of supplement or supplemental copper mm. to reduce the risk of copper deficiency. So if you're using food for that copper, each of the following foods provides two milligrams of copper. Okay. So twenty five grams of spirulina. 40 grams of shiitake mushrooms, 50 grams of sesame seeds, Mm. 50 grams of cocoa powder, Mm. 56 grams of 90% dark chocolate, and 70 grams of 70% dark chocolate. Obviously, chocolate bars typically contain sugar, so I don't recommend that if you're starting to get sick, but you could take the spirulina, shiitake mushrooms, sesame seeds, or cocoa powder if it's unsweetened. Mm -hmm. And then repeat the A and D vitamin protocol at each meal. I also, if I'm really starting to get sick and I can tell it's progressing, I like to take D-bombs, what I call D-bombs. Yes. At this point, which I'm interested. is a 50,000 IU Whoa. dose of vitamin D. I have bought, there's other companies that make it. The ones I have are the orthomolecular brand and they come in a little foil packet. You can punch them out. It's a 50,000 thousand iu capsule wow uh you can do that for three days in a row i wouldn't exceed three days in a row that's 150 i thousand iu of vitamin d you're not going to have vitamin d toxicity no matter what you've heard (laughs) but i i don't exceed that because it's not necessary and you're just wasting your money at that point so that will load your system with vitamin d it's generally helped my husband and i a lot if we take it at the first sign of illness Do make sure to balance that with at least 200 micrograms of vitamin K2 and 20 IU of vitamin E at each meal. Because without K2, vitamin D, vitamin D helps your body absorb minerals. Vitamin K2 helps direct those minerals to go into your bones and into your teeth. If you don't take enough K2, and you take too much vitamin D, that's how people end up with things like kidney stones. Oh. Because the mineral buildup ends up in your soft tissues, so it can build up in your arteries, it can build up in your uh, kid in your kidneys, in your gallbladder, so you don't want that. Wow. I take a vitamin D and the K2, D3 and K2 from natural grocers. It, it comes together in the mm-hmm. same bottle, so then it's I know it's the right ratio. Yeah. I, you know. I wouldn't know my ratios, but... That's what we do as well. We have drops. It's together. Good. Yeah, it's together. Yeah, so I do recommend that. I actually recommend if you're going to take supplemental vitamin D, I never buy it without K2 because I always want to be sure I'm getting adequate K2. K2 you can also get from leafy greens, things like kale and spinach, which ideally enough are in season during the winter. Oh, nice. So dark leafy greens, which tend bok choy, kale, spinach, collard greens, all of those things, which are in season during the fall and winter months. Those contain high levels of K2. So does romaine lettuce, I believe. Mm. So make sure you are supplementing with K2 if you're taking that much vitamin D. That's where the reports of vitamin D issues come from or people who are not getting enough K2 because frankly, probably at least in the United States, most people aren't eating enough leafy greens. So makes sense. Uh, I also recommend that you can consume more eggs up to three to four a day because eggs have essentially every vitamin in them and every amino acid you need and you do need protein to have a healthy immune system. So three to four eggs a day if you have an appetite for them is a great way to load your body with the minerals and the vitamins and all the nutrients it needs to have a healthy immune response because our immune system we're going over some high level nutrients, but our immune system needs every vitamin and mineral in order to function. If you're deficient in any of them, it's Mm going to have problems. Mm -hmm. If you are using cod liver for a portion of your vitamins A and D, make sure you're getting enough omega-3 fatty acids as well. The sum of DHA and EPA should be around 300 to 600 milligrams per day. If your cod liver oil supplement doesn't have that, add 
more cod liver oil Mm -hmm. or add in fish oil, algal, 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 I don't know how to say that, algal, Mm -hmm. algae, (laughs) DHA, or fatty fish. You can also drink bone broth daily. I, you can have it in between meals up to three cups a day. And then put more emphasis on vitamin C-rich fruits and vegetables and vitamin E-rich foods like grass-fed butter. If you develop a sore or irritated throat, then you can start gargling the salt water like we talked about. It doesn't, it it keeps your throat from drying out and having that scratchy feeling and it Mm -hmm. also can help kill pathogens in the throat. And you can add thieves oil. So any of an essential oil, there's specifically thieves oil is purported to have antiviral and antibacterial properties. So you can add that into your salt water and gargle that. My husband likes to eat raw garlic with a little bit of honey and swears by it. So if really? you tolerate raw garlic, Down go for hatch. it. Yeah, just literally like biting into whole cloves. I cannot do that. It makes I me want to throw up. Yes. But he, when we had a microwave, so now it's been probably seven years because we haven't had a microwave in a long time. But when we had a microwave, he would just nuke them for a couple of seconds, poke some holes in them with a yes. fork and then nuke them because it heat takes away some of the edge of garlic. Ah. So you could always put it in the oven for a few minutes and then... And then drizzle it with honey. Drizzle it with honey. Wow. And just eat it straight. And it yeah, does. Yeah, my husband would eat that too. They uh, eat some weird stuff. Yeah. I did yeah. do it once. And you're like, that was I'd enough. rather be sick. I'm good. Yeah, I just feel worse. But it did It did kill the cold. I mean, it really did. But I don't know at what cost. So. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and then make sure to emphasize rest and do things that help boost your mood mm-hmm. so that you're happier. Yes. Obviously, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes. So what we want to do first and foremost is prevent getting sick. Everything we've talked about up to this point has been reactionary. Mm -hmm. So now we want to talk about some prevention. Yes. I love it. If you have a serious deficiency of any nutrient like we talked about, you will get sick more often. So it's important, first of all, to eat a well-rounded, nutrient-dense diet. Mm -hmm. Duh. Yep. This is a nutrition podcast, if you think we're not going to say that. (laughs) Also important is to avoid common food toxins. The worst offenders are gluten, refined grains, processed foods, sugar, inflammatory seed oils, and soy. Mm -hmm. Food toxins provide... Exactly. Food toxins provide um, essentially an immune... Or they provoke an immune reaction that makes us more vulnerable to foreign invaders like bacteria and viruses. So if you're consuming a lot of toxins, you're depleting your body's immune system because Mm -hmm. it's in overdrive. Yep. And they can damage our gut microbiome. And considering that 70 to 80% of our immune system resides in our gut, our gut health is very, very important for immune health. So if you have an imbalanced gut microflora or you have leaky gut or any of those gut issues, you're going to be getting sick more often. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love this idea of like build up the host so it can handle the bacteria, etc. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then eating a healthy diet, making sure that you're getting all of the vitamins you need, vitamin A, D, K2, E, the essential fatty acids, zinc, and magnesium. And then you also want to make sure you're getting the nutrients needed to kill pathogens. So zinc, copper, ion, iron, iron, selenium, manganese, salt, B vitamins, vitamin C and E, and protein. So essentially every nutrient Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for most of these, our main focus should be getting them year round, right? However, certain nutrients are especially important during acute illness. In the beginning stages of an illness, we tend to use up a lot of vitamins A and D mm. and the omega-6 fatty acids. Those are the things our immune system needs to respond at the onset of an illness. Interesting. Uh-huh. As we're recovering from an illness, we tend to use up a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. I would love to know the studies that figured that out. I know. So cool. Yeah. Um, And then vitamin C and vitamin E, we don't quite use up in the same way, but they do play roles that put them in risk of being depleted. So this and the same is is true of glutathione, which we make from protein. 
So making sure that you have adequate protein, so eating fish, eating those three to four eggs per day, that can help with the glutathione production. I also like to supplement glutathione, especially during the winter when I'm feeling a little bit more sluggish. I like the Quicksilver brand. They have a liposomal glutathione. That's a liquid drop. Take oh. it, yeah, take oh. it 30 minutes before a meal, and it's a great source of energy. And acetylcysteine is another uh, immune boosting supplement. There's more, of course, than what we're talking about in this podcast. There's a whole arsenal, right? But I'm, I can't take us through all of them because it's probably 30 to 40 supplements and it would break your bank. Mm-hmm. If you have a little bit of extra cash, N-acetylcysteine is awesome. It was one of the things I highly recommended during the COVID yeah, catastrophe <laughs> era. COVID era. Yeah. Uh, N-acetylcysteine helps our body build our antioxidant defense, it does get used up and it's important in the detoxification process. So N-acetylcysteine gets converted into glutathione. That process requires selenium. So if you do not have adequate selenium, you don't produce adequate glutathione, which is why now a lot of times I have people supplement straight glutathione. Mm. But you can take N-acetylcysteine and then make sure you're supplementing with adequate selenium and you'll get what you need. Mm-hmm. And N-acetylcysteine helps uh, also with mucus production and thinning that out. So if you have a cold and you have that thick, snotty, mm-hmm. mucusy phlegm, yeah. N-acetylcysteine is a nice one to wow. take for that because it thins it out, kind of helps you cough it up. Mm-hmm. Get it out of your body. Yeah, so you don't have those like... Loogies. Yep. Loogies, <laughs> Yeah. So a nutrient-dense, toxin-free diet is the way to go. Focus on eating the rainbow. Get plenty of high-quality animal proteins and fats. We have a 1,000 episodes on what you should eat, so I'm not diving into it here. Make sure that you're including the bone broth. Make sure that you're eating lots of fermented foods and probiotics for the gut health benefits like we talked about since our immune system is so connected to our gut health. Fermented foods can boost our natural gut microbiome with loads of good bacteria, and it helps maintain the mucosal barrier system in our respiratory and intestinal tracts, which is our first line of defense against pathogens. This is especially important if you have taken or are taking antibiotics. So if you have a bacterial strain of pneumonia and you take antibiotics for it, you need to start taking, as soon as you're done with that course, start taking probiotics. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're getting lots of liver. Liver is nature's Mm. multivitamin, Mm -hmm. has all the vitamins and minerals that we need. Mm -hmm. In the episode, Why Organ Meats Are Essential and How to Actually Enjoy Them, we talk all about how and why liver is important and how to eat it. You do a good job of that. Thank I'm you. I'm still working on it. Yes, I'm, I'm thank you. A work in progress. It's a pro- it's it's taken me probably I've been working it in for maybe four years, and okay. I'm at the point where I I will not say I enjoy straight up liver, but I enjoy things like the organ meat blends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natural Grocers has or Vitamin Cottage, depending on where you're at, has blends for beef and chicken and bison. Or you can try something like Braunschweiger, which is an organ meat sausage, and I order that from U.S. Wellness Meats. So anywhere you can find organ meat blends, I do feel in a lot of other countries it's more traditional to eat the whole animal and have the organ meat, so I think it's easier to find other places. Yeah, yeah. Another thing to make sure you're getting in is fish and seafood. These contain lots of iodine, selenium, and zinc, which are all good for immune health. It's important to make roughly a third of your plate protein-based at each meal and then make another third vegetables at least. Mm. So try and get several cups per day of vegetables. It's important to eat the rainbow, get red, orange, yellow, green, get blue when you can, get purple when you can. Always include dark leafy green vegetables in the daily mix. That makes sure you get your vitamin K too. Mm -hmm. So what's your other third on your plate? Then I Maybe. like to have it be healthy fats, healthy fats, mm-hmm. and okay. and some carbohydrates. Good, okay. good so sources healthy. of carbohydrates. Okay. So things like sweet potatoes, winter squash, that sort of thing. Okay, some root veggies. Root veggies. Yes. Okay. yes, yes. Then you need to sleep and rest. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now in the prevention side of things is sleep and rest. Getting adequate sleep and rest is probably one of the most important things you can do to optimize your immune function. Yeah. The 
the circadian rhythm of our body, which is controlled by our sleep patterns, has a strong regulatory influence on our immune functions. So sleep status can affect how fast you recover if you do get sick. Mm. That's why they always say rest. (laughs) Yes. Don't go to work and spread your illness around. You are not that important. Stay home. (laughs) We are in the era of work from home. Stay home. And, And I think being in the era of work from home has made it more difficult for people to rest when they're sick because it used to be you just didn't go into the workplace, right? And you couldn't work. You couldn't work. Yeah, you're at home. Now you're at home. My husband literally just had a cold and felt crappy and worked through the whole thing because he's at home and it's hard to work from home. Yeah, Yeah, you just figure, well, I'm at home. It's hard to make the excuse to take a break, right? Because you're at home. Yeah. However, Working is not resting. That's why it's called working uh-huh. and not resting. So <laughs> hopefully he changed his stand-up desk to a laptop on his belly on his bed. At mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. Oh, no, he still stood up. No, he would have killed his neck. Plus, no, and I would have interrupted him all the time. Oh, so that's true. He likes that's to be true. in his office where he can shut his door. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I know it's really hard when you work from home to rest. At the very least, if you're in an office and you don't have sick time. Try and work from home, but even better is to just actually take time off and and rest if you feel that that's going to be helpful for you yeah, because you, you need to sleep, you need to, and and then you need time to go do something really gentle like take a nice walk outside and you can't do that if you're working mm-hmm. and you need to emphasize good dietary choices, which again is hard when you're working. True. So just a few nights of not sleeping well can elevate inflammatory markers and reduce the protective capacities of your immune system. That's why it's a good idea to go to bed earlier and sleep longer and rest more in the winter season. Plus, I think that's what our bodies naturally want to do. So indulge in that. Mm -hmm. And then importantly, maintain a consistent sleep schedule. So if you go to bed at 9 p.m. on weekdays and... 12 a.m. on weekends, that's the same as getting jet lag essentially every weekend. So Mm. that messes with your circadian rhythm. That's not good for your body. So you need to maintain a consistent sleep schedule. The next thing that you can do for prevention is to wash your hands frequently, which I hate saying because I feel like we have heard that so much over the last couple of years. But frequent hand washing is one of the most important things we can do to protect ourselves during cold and flu season. When you arrive at a destination, if it's a highly public destination, consider washing your hands. And when you leave and get home, wash your hands. Using natural hand sanitizers is okay. I feel like it causes people to over sanitize. We do need a certain level of exposure of germs to protect our immune system. We have an episode on that. I think it's called... Why getting dirty boosts your immune system. Yep. So unfortunately, having hand sanitizer at our disposal all the time can lead to over sanitation, which is part of the uh, hygiene hypothesis, which is because we've so coddled our immune systems, we're now getting more sick than ever. Right. There is that balance. Mm-hmm. Yes. But washing your hands is important and washing them well. So washing for at least 20 to 30 seconds with good soap and water it's not the temperature of the water isn't really that important i use warm water but like you cannot get the temperature hot enough to kill anything and not burn your skin so don't feel like you have to be blasting your hands with hot water okay (laughs) and if you're going to use a hand sanitizer use a natural one because hand sanitizers contain a lot of weird gross additives the next thing to do is to manage your stress oh yes We talk a lot on this podcast about the effects of stress on our overall health, but it really impacts our immune system. Mm -hmm. Make sure that daily you're practicing some form of prayer meditation, even if it's just for two to five minutes, that's enough. That's fine. That's a good start. Journaling can be really helpful. Kay sells a lovely journal. I have a journal. I have lots of journals. She has lots of journals. All kinds of cute patterns. Yeah. And it's a helpful, like she's made the template and it's got gratitude. It, It 
it guides you yes. in listing all the things you're grateful yes. for. I like it. Yep. I've got a gratitude one, a daily reflection one, and then a, a, a highly comprehensive one. But yeah. on, what is it on Instagram? Your Golden Co. Yes. Your Golden yeah, I like that Co. Up. Yeah. Does it have little dots between? Mm. Is it your dot golden your, yes, dot your, co? And then the it's like Y-O-U-R-E, but no apostrophe because, you know, Instagram doesn't do that. So your dot golden dot co. Yeah. Perfect. So check out one of her journals. Yeah. And then it's important to maintain a list of things you're grateful for. That's one of the things I like using journals for is creating a list of, of things I'm grateful for. So even just five to ten items every day, I recommend that you try and pick different things every day that you're mm-hmm. grateful for because it keeps it fresh and it keeps your brain working and it helps you find the little things to be thankful for, which mm-hmm. sometimes can be difficult in the midst of hard circumstances. Mm-hmm. But finding the little things you're grateful for just maintains this overall attitude of optimism and positivity, which yes. believe it or not, boosts your immune system. It does. Like mm-hmm. your body like responds to your mindset. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I just saw a TikTok that said the happiest people have the the most two most important things are agency and gratitude. So if you know that you can agency like handle it, you have the power to do it, you can take control of your life, you have self-control, and then you're grateful for your life. That is just a combination for happiness, friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then remember to find healthy ways to feel and express your emotions because we talked about in two episodes, I think on this podcast, one was the emotional roots of chronic disease. Mm-hmm. The other was protect your body from emotional stress. Mm-hmm. In those episodes, we talked about how suppressing your emotions actually suppresses your immune system. Yes. So be sure to find healthy ways to face and express your emotions. However, yes. however that looks to you, whether it's talking to a friend or to a counselor or a therapist or your spouse, finding ways to even actually um, in our last episode, Dr. Jeff Crippen gave us a really helpful way of doing this. He said, when you wake up in the morning, name the emotions that you're feeling. Oh, I can't. Okay. I wasn't here for that one. Yeah. So I can't wait to it hear was that the one. only episode Kay missed. So she's going to have to listen to it. Can't wait. That sounds right. But yes. Alley. So in that episode, make sure you check out that episode with Dr. Jeff Crippen. That was all about uh, the placebo effect, which was really interesting. Cool. So naming your emotions can be a really helpful way of dealing with it. So he said, when you wake up in the morning, whatever it is you're feeling. So wake up, I feel happy, I feel positive, or I feel frustrated. I'm still mad about an argument I had the night before. Mm -hmm. Simply naming our emotions, which you could do any time of the day, not just when you wake up. But naming them is a great way to acknowledge them and feel them. I love that. I love that way. I love it. So... Hopefully that helps you all. This is our basic overguide survival toolkit. For the flu season. For the flu season. (laughs) So armor up, friends, and renegades. Get as healthy as you can. We'll make it through the season. That's right. And go be renegades. Go be renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!